Good morning. Good morning. He had a little bit of a false start there. Hey, Stephen. Good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing well. What do you think about the uh, original Singing in the Rain movie? <laughs> I don't know why you're asking about that. Um, you know, I don't know if I've ever seen the whole thing. You know, I know it's Gene Kelly. I know it's uh, it's an important thing. But, uh, yeah. Okay. I do uh, have a little bit of follow-up on food because uh-huh. we, uh, we, we usually talk about food and condiments. So I do, um, you know, I'm trying to do the, the ketogenic style of eating, which tries to limit carbs as low as possible. And increase bacon fat as much well, as possible. I, I and avocado. I don't, I don't go that crazy. I just, I just try to do the low carb part. Because you can so float any food in bacon fat and it's edible. <laughs> it's true. Uh, but you, when you look at condiments and the range of condiments mm-hmm. and the carb and sugar makeup of those condiments, mm-hmm. ketchup actually has sugar and barbecue sauce is probably the most sugar, but, but ketchup has sugar. You know what does not have sugar and on every nutrition label has zero carbs is mayonnaise. I, wait, and so, hold on, wait, hold on a second. So, okay. so, okay. I had a hamburger the other day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no bun. Mm-hmm. And no ketchup. Mm-hmm. All I did, I, I put mayonnaise and I did put mustard on it, which we still have to change your opinion on. But even just the mayonnaise and mustard, and it was pretty good. I did not miss the ketchup. Very good. <laughs> So join me, Stephen Robles, <laughs> in the land of mayonnaise, and together we shall rule the galaxy of condiments. <laughs> that was pretty good. That was. I think you're 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 like two or three for ten right now, and then in the last uh, few ones. Woo. But yeah, I, n- I don't know how I'll do a, a hot dog. You know, the, I don't have hot dogs often, but if I do it again, I don't know if I'm gonna. You know, try I think what you've thing, experienced right. is a gateway moment of like, hey, <laughs> this right. isn't this isn't bad. It's a gateway drug, gateway mayonnaise. Um, a bit of pushback there. Uh, some of the mayonnaise that I've seen does have sugar in it because at some point in time, I was trying to limit my sugar intake, and there are some mayonnaises that have sugar. You might just have one that does not. So I got uh, one of those frou-frou mayonnaises that's like artisanal. Uh, artisanal. <laughs> it literally said free-range eggs uh, on the label, and uh, I think some about olive oil. <laughs> so it was still a Hellman's. It was a Hellman's brand, but it was but some it was kind of like fancy. Fancier. They sang the lullaby to the chickens. You <laughs> laid the eggs without stress. <laughs> that's right. They they have uh, you know Mozart playing in the background. Right. And, uh, Crack you know, them open watching. with a ceramic. Uh, no, <laughs> they're watching Baby Einstein and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh, the you know the label's green. You know, and green means healthy. So you know any food right. that is trying to portray itself as good for you is uh, is green. And probably has some sort of logo where they took away like the bright primary colors for uh, <laughs> heading back to like a label that you would see at the local farmers market, even though it's like brought to you by. A right. giant, <laughs> you know, you know, creator. You know, who's good at that is uh, I think it's Tyson Chicken or Purdue or something like mm. that. You know, it's one of the, it's one of those like 
big box things where there's been like mm-hmm. Netflix, Netflix documentaries of like harmful chicken instances. Mm-hmm. And so they create like the secondary brand, you know, called like a good earth or right. uh, like, like farmer's harvest or something. Right. And, and you think real it's from, small. You, you think real. Yeah. But it's, it's real small, company. but real small in the corner of the label. You know, if you look closely, it'll say like made by Purdue or, uh, you know, right. Tyson or something. And I'm like blasphemy. You know, you guys are, <laughs> You guys are lying. So, uh, here's a question for you: When you used the the mayonnaise, this Hellman's, uh, was it a squeeze bottle, or did you have to get out a <laughs> a, a knife? So one of the, one of my issues with mayonnaise mm-hmm. is that when you get it as a jar and you're mm-hmm. using a butter knife to try and get it out, mm-hmm. once that mayonnaise gets low, you're getting mayonnaise everywhere. It's getting on your right. hand. The knife is going to get mayonnaise all the way up to the handle. And it's unlike not a great grape jelly. It is not the kind of food that you really want to lick off your knuckles. No, no, that is exactly right. And so <clears throat> this was actually for a party, and so I got a squeeze, a, a squeeze kind, mm-hmm. to make it easier for everybody. Right. And uh, I, I the found the, for the people, but I but I found the uh, squeeze bottle uh, great. It was convenient. It wasn't messy. Yes. Didn't have to uh, get my hand all mayonnaise So uh, that worked out well. Worked right. Out and well. they, the, I think the technology is increased, like it's improving. Like we're living in a great age because <laughs> right. the, some of the squeeze bottles I bought recently comes out in like a thin, you know, they learned from Betty's yes. spaghetti and they just found <laughs> that like better right. for it to come out in a ribbon than a giant, you know, earthworm of mayonnaise. Yes. Yes. And th- this one actually had a very, very small aperture. So I could really gauge mm. and play, place the mayonnaise where I wanted it, not where the bottle wanted it, right, where right, I right. wanted the mayonnaise, and it was it was very uh, pleasurable. So that I, was uh, that was good. I recently bought some grape jelly, and the grape jelly comes out as kind of a long uh, coin slot almost that you squeeze the jelly <laughs> wait, through. Wait, 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 wait! You got a squeeze jelly? Container? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've and never you, seen that. Right. Well, and at the beginning, you think to yourself, like, again. This is not the way this was intended to be, but right. I think I would prefer things, everything in a squeeze bottle because <laughs> the jelly comes out in a perfect ribbon of jelly. I did not right. have to dirty one. Okay, no, no. To be to be fair, I still had to use it for the peanut butter. Technology is right, still not there for the squeeze peanut butter. <laughs> you can't you can't squeeze peanut butter. If you yeah. could squeeze peanut butter, I don't want that kind of peanut butter. That's too thin. Yeah. Or oh, yeah. you know what? The only way you could squeeze a peanut butter, you know how those uh, things that you put the uh, caulk, um, the caulk guns, <laughs> where you <laughs> yes, kind of p- yeah. pump it with the uh, yeah the handle. Yeah. You would have push to have that. Yeah. You'd have to push yeah. it through a cylinder in order to like work it out. Yeah, but although I mean, a peanut butter can be annoying. Oh, too. I need to trademark that. Give me a second. <laughs> peanut when you butter get to, caulk gun. When you get to the bottom of that peanut butter jar, it gets pretty difficult to uh, scrape it out. You know. Now, important question here: mm-hmm. If you're dealing with a jelly jar mm-hmm. that you're having to scoop out and spread, mm-hmm. what utensil do you use spoon. to get the jelly out? Okay, you have to yes. you have to use a spoon because right. as a child, I thought as a child. And I, I reasoned as a child, and I thought that a butter knife was the best way to like. But the amount of jelly that I want is not suitable to try to balance a, a slippery, viscous liquid, which maybe is re- actually. <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't make sense. Or is that is slippery that the, and viscous? Anyway, I mean, isn't, yeah, whatever. It's jelly form. Doesn't like to stay on a butter knife. So, 
a spoon is the best. I actually like to use a spoon to scoop out my peanut butter. If this really? all gives you a, a great indication of how much peanut butter and jelly I put on a peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> so, yeah, are you, are you doing like a New York style cream cheese bagel? Oh, where like yeah. There's like four times the cream cheese as there is the bread. Well, because uh, uh, I'm about to do it again. What's that? Uh, no, I think I made these sandwiches. This was not my mom. I had I had a second thinking that I was about to blame my mom for something. But no, mom, I did this myself. <laughs> Um, I believe I used to have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches where you would just like scrape the jelly on so that you could like see the bread through it. You'd scrape mm. the peanut butter on the other one and you put it together. And when any sandwich is 90% bread, <laughs> it is not a sandwich that I wish to partake in. So you, you had a spirit of poverty when it came to a <laughs> peanut yeah. butter and jelly. Apparently. Apparently I did. And uh, especially when uh, bread was moved from a, uh, a nice wheat, processed wheat, to a more healthy, um, I'll call it birdseed bread. <laughs> right it's got lots of like nubbins and like yeah yeah like a little yeah. like little bits like you didn't quite grind the bread at the pre at the uh, grindstone right. as you should right. were um, you a wonder bread family no 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 okay, no no okay, okay. no no that was un- unhealthy i believe i think it still is but yeah yeah we had did the you? really processed wheat i believe i'm not sure right was that Sarah? did you ever no, do did you ever do, did you ever do the potato bread yeah yeah it was like yeah. a yellowish tint. Yeah, yeah I, it was like it was I, I really don't good. mind it, but no, no, also no. I don't think about it too much. But I think if I were no, to no, think no. about it, I would get a little uneasy. There was <laughs> there was also I remember like an Italian style sliced bread. I forget. I don't know. It felt like a more substantial bread, but yeah. Let's talk about Ooh. rice cakes for a second. You ever have rice cakes <laughs> in your home growing up? <laughs> we do. We did have rice cakes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How much peanut butter would one have to put on a rice cake to make the styrofoam biscuit edible? Now, here's the thing. We never put anything on the rice cakes. What? <laughs> we just ate them straight. Straight out of the bag. Did you like yeah. them? Yeah. I mean, they uh, kind of. I mean, it tasted a little bit like popcorn. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, we, right. never, we never put stuff. Never put stuff on the rice cakes. Right. I mean, it was pre-Pop-Tart and Toaster Strudel. Uh, you can go back to our old episodes if you want to hear our thoughts mm. on that. We've already yes. been down that yes. road. <laughs> yeah. Now, there was, a, there was a trail there I was trying to pick up. Oh, sorry. So we're talking about... No, no, no. We're talking about jelly. We're talking about the squeeze. Mm-hmm. Condiment. Oh, here it is. Have you heard or have you tried Veginase? No, but tell me more. <laughs> <laughs> so, I am so, all ears. So Lean veginaise. in, everybody. <laughs> so veginaise is what you get from the health food stores for people who have some kind of sensitivity to eggs or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But it is supposedly a better-for-you mayonnaise-like substitute. And you can get it with grapeseed oil and all this stuff. And all that aside, they do have one flavor that is a roasted garlic flavored veginase and uh, it's actually pretty good. I'm just going to throw that out there. What mm, what technological breakthrough allows them to make this without eggs? <clears throat> well, let me And uh, we're let sure me this do. is veginase and not veganase, right? 
Well, no, as far no, as pronunciation, can... no. It, the the second letter is an E, so I I feel better with Veginase, Yes. Yeah, it's uh, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Veginase, Uh <laughs> Sorry, I just Googled it. I'm and apparently I'm, yeah, I'm there right now. <laughs> the, the, the tag Are you on followyourheart.com? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I had no idea that was the tagline. Or no, that's the uh, that's the brand, I guess. Follow your heart. Wow. Anyway, enjoy Is that a real lotus flower at the bottom of that heart. Doesn't have logo. Oh yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that logo is something special. But uh, enjoy real mayonnaise taste with our world-famous egg-free and all-natural veginaise dressing and sandwich spread. It's better than mayo. Now, you might have some problems with that claim, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a bit of a mayonnaiseist. I Yeah, I mean, you're, you're the connoisseur here, but... Uh, so, they don't have the flavor that I ascribe to on the main page there... But, I'm currently uh, looking into. I'm trying to find an ingredient list on this site because <laughs> they have conspicuously not included. No, no, there, there's an there's an ingredients and nutrition uh, page. Oh, is there? And it says, uh, <laughs> "So it is." What's vegan? it made of, Stephen? <clears throat> okay, I'm not sure <laughs> what this word is, but expeller pressed canola oil filtered water, brown rice syrup, apple cider vinegar, <laughs> soy protein, sea salt, mustard flour, lemon juice. Mm. So I'm guessing the protein in the syrup. Something's got something's to thicken this up is really what I'm thinking here. Yeah, it's probably the soy protein and maybe the oh, mustard flour. Mustard flour. Anyway, I would be really curious if you could get this where you are and try it. Cause, yeah, uh, yeah. This I would is love to know a, your opinion. Yeah, so I'm this, sure is this is around me. This is actually what is in our refrigerator. Like we we don't buy regular mayonnaise. Like we only get this stuff. Um, because, because my wife, because my wife egg? had a dairy allergy. Oh, okay. Like she had an egg allergy when she was younger, mm-hmm. and so they started doing this, and then just never looked back. They just always do this now. Okay. Um, and it, apparently, according to this picture, there's a squeeze. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. It looks great. <laughs> better yeah, than mayo. Vegetable. What a claim. Yeah, that, that's, that's a like pretty a veggie burger and saying like better than beef. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a lie. Now, what um, what mayonnaise brand do you ascribe to? Um, I think, I'm not sure what we have. It. You ever heard of Duke's mayonnaise? No. A bit of a Duke's fan. Um. So not a, not a Hellman's fan. Well, no, I I could do Hellman's too. Um, what are your thoughts on Miracle Whip? Okay, that's kind of what I grew up on was Miracle Whip. It's got a tangy zip. Yeah, the tangy I zip actually, of Miracle Whip. I like a mayonnaise on a, but it, it to me it belongs with a certain going to my grandparents and having it. It belongs on a sandwich with white bread. Um, couple slices of bologna and an american <laughs> like the the cheese that you unwrap whatever those craft singles kind of thing that's not and cheese. then you take that whole sandwich to the beach that is where <laughs> miracle whip belongs and you're like okay. you're having pretzels with it right right to me main to me miracle whip is the food of eating outside and barbecues 
Um, but it, yeah, it's a different thing. Yeah, it's a tangier. It's a thing. My wife Our hates la- it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, but we 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 went back and forth. We uh, rode both sides of the fence there. We would do a Hellman's, and then we would do a Miracle Whip sometimes, and just kind of go back and forth. But now, <clears throat> last food question: If you were eating a sandwich, what chip would you choose to pair with a sandwich? <sighs> do you mean to put the chip on the sandwich or on the side? <laughs> well, I, listen, we can't get into three conversations here. Mm-hmm. But no, you don't put chips on a sandwich. Let me just say that. Well, it's patently false. A chip on the side. Um, here's, what I would, here's what I love to pair a, a sandwich with. Um, either a, an original sun chip... Wow. Straight from the harvest sun chip plant, which I believe like <laughs> that's, right. that's where that's right. those were. I mean, the, the baggage basically. The, the it only it only it only grows in Ethiopia. <laughs> right. Sun chip plant, right? And well, I mean, then they did a little bit of engineering and made some of the plants harvest cheddar, and those <laughs> right. are those fine. are pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. I like um, or a kettle cooked potato chip, not an original yes. potato chip, Correct. but kettle cooked, like a maybe the kettle brand, the Cape Cod brand. Oh. So, I was hoping you were going to say Cape Cod. Yeah, yes. one of those that really, and one of those chips that I don't like the flat ones. I like when they crinkle up yep, into kind of that's a, right. a a crunchy, yes, yes, a crunchy mess. Now those are chips that are standalone. Now if you were going to introduce mm-hmm. guacamole or a salsa, then obviously we're oh, talking no, no, about no, something no. different. Right, that's correct. Uh, but yeah, those are my two. What about you? Ooh, ooh, I could also do an original Dorito, but not too much. Right, right. <clears throat> it depends on the sandwich too, you know. Yeah, of course. Of course. But the the Cape Cod original is for me one of the most perfect chips. Mm-hmm. Just the the extreme crunch mm-hmm. and saltiness. It's a, it's a wonderful chip. Uh, I am I am a Pringles guy. Mm. So <clears throat> if there's a you know, I could I could do an original Pringles. Maybe we need to do a top five list of of chips. Mm. Now, would you include Cheetos in a chip list? I would. I, yeah. I am, but I am also like I would include pretzels in a chip list. I mean, not my yeah, yeah, not yeah, my yeah. chip list unless they're Hanover Snyder's pretzels that are <laughs> Buffalo, not the rolled gold uh, <laughs> pretzels. No, yeah, not no, not yeah. my not my. What about what about what about uh, bugles? Is that a chip? Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's better for putting on your better for putting on your fingers to use as claws than actually <laughs> to eat, <laughs> like Wolverine. But. Now, now I think I think we should definitely do a top five uh, chip list. But my question would be: Would we branch into chip and condiment combinations in the top five? So, like, maybe include a Tostitos and salsa. Yeah, I believe because those aren't necessarily uh, stand by themselves entities. They need something with them. Yeah, very true. Well, I like this idea. For example, I would say like a pita chip. I wouldn't like just have a dry pita chip. (laughs) I would have spinach and artichoke dip with my pita chip. Right. Like I wouldn't just have a Frito. I would do a Frito and cream cheese. Ooh, and I wouldn't just have those little pretzel crisp buffalo style. I'd I'd dip them in sour cream. Oh man, you made me want some chips. Okay, we'll do All top right. five chips next time. That's good. 
All right, so Nate, <laughs> what movie did we watch for today? We watched the 1998 hot pile of garbage, Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I had this movie on VHS as oh, a ch- child. I guess I wasn't that much of a child. I was, <laughs> I was close to being a teenager at that point. Mm-hmm. But uh, I watched this movie many times. Mm-hmm. And I fondly remembered it, <laughs> but I have to say, upon rewatching, it is a dumpster fire. <laughs> and just oh my! Not okay, so so you rewatched it this week, like you yeah, you have a oh, fresh yeah. fresh eyes on it. Oh yeah, fresh f- fresh dumpster fire. Let me tell yes. you. Let me tell you a story <laughs> of watching this movie, because uh, we were about to film yesterday, which was moved to today. And film. I didn't know we did a video podcast, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you aren't also recording your face? <laughs> oh, sorry. No, I'll, let me set it up. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. Well, I showered <laughs> for nothing then. Um, <laughs> I started watching this movie approximately two hours before our scheduled um, time. To my dismay, the movie is like two hours and 20 minutes long. It's a lengthy movie. I thought... About 15 minutes through, then 30, then an hour. I've stopped it in an hour. And I contemplated, <laughs> do I have to finish this movie? Like, is it possible? Could, could we just record? And maybe you would never know that I didn't really get to the second half. So, <laughs> and I, I was like, I can't. I, this, it's the first movie that we've watched that I thought to myself, not only would I never watch this again, I wanted to just pull the plug on like minute 30 or minute 45. Um, Honestly, here's my honest what happened. Around the minute 15 mark, every once in a while I'd jump ahead a few minutes. Like I would do kind of a just like when I saw that things were kind of not happening, I gave it a few minute jump. (laughs) <laughs> um, so I brought this movie down to two hours, even. So, so if you feel like I missed something, I still have. It was a forty-eight hour rental, so no, no, I'm not going back to it. What am I saying? So this, so this movie stars Matthew Broderick, uh, well-known Broadway actor, mm-hmm. which I could tell, like you could almost feel the Broadway-esque acting from him in this movie and it does not translate well in a monster movie from 1998. Yes. Uh, so you but he was still probably maybe the best actor in the film. Right. Because right. everyone he else was is introduced pretty, and I thought like, "Oh, this character, like I'm not sure if I can get on board with it." Nick By the end, I was like, "Well, you're the only one that I I mean, like, you're, I guess, fine. <laughs> yeah, so um, we, should just, we should just jump around. But uh, so I, I remember uh, when we first see the female lead. Wait, hold on a second. I get my notes up. I took notes so that I would keep watching the movie. I entertained myself with taking notes. <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, okay. So let me, <clears throat> let me explain how I consume this movie. Okay. Uh, I watched it over two days as well. Uh, so I watched like the first half two days ago, and then the second half last night. My mm-hmm. my wife my wife has never seen this movie. 
She Please did not see she watched it with you. She did not see the first half with me because she was doing something else. And so last night, I was like, listen, I'm watching this movie for the podcast. I'm starting it halfway through. Are you fine, like, watching it? And she said, you know, I don't care. And so, <laughs> and so, and so She said, for better or for worse, I committed to this. So, So she's next to me as the second half of the movie is playing, kind of distractingly watching it mm-hmm. and then and then at one point she just kind of like turns over and like does stuff on her phone and when the movie ends she, she turns to me and says how did you even watch that <laughs> <laughs> yes i yes i agree so wholeheartedly with your wife and she how does she anyone left, watch no, this <laughs> she, she had no other comment uh she so her take on it is pretty clear. Uh, she thought it was terrible. Oh, man. So uh, so the, <laughs> the main female lead. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. We can, we can go through it. I My notes are chronological, but we can do a little more jumping around. Continue. Be the quarterback. <laughs> um, no, well, <laughs> <I'll>, <laughs> okay. Um, a couple hilarious things. <clears throat> well, this is not hilarious, but the female lead uh, is her character name is Audrey. Real name Maria Patillo. Uh She's in a couple TV shows after this movie, but never really does anything acting-wise. I looked at her IMDb, too, because I said, please tell me she doesn't have a long, wonderful movie (laughs) career after this. Not that I wish her to be out, but I I hope she got paid well for this movie and then said, all right, I'm good. I mean, it's saying something that this movie was probably her biggest acting moment. So there's that. Anyway, I remember being younger. I thought that she was wonderful in this movie (laughs) (laughs) and watching it again i'm like it's pretty rough uh pretty rough also um when they first um get nick totopoulos as he's like gathering earthworms from Mm -hmm. chernobyl yeah electrocuting those worms (laughs) which i feel like you should have a little more protection if you're literally in chernobyl which is like known for immense radiation levels yeah he did a lot of he did a lot of work with what I would call biological uh, hazardous material (laughs) without gloves. Like he scooped (laughs) up Godzilla blood just with his bare hands and like a a Tupperware. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But when they, when this like Russian helicopter lands and like FBI agents come to take him away, Mm -hmm. it is once again, Glenn Morshower, which is like, I don't. I feel like Hollywood is trolling everyone, and they just put him in this in these like no name FBI agent roles yep. in random movies. He was the guy in the core, just a random FBI agent, and I feel like he's done so just many. Come of with those. me, yep. Just co- yeah, come with us. And I, just like in the core, he appears for this one scene, and then you never see him again. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> got to go on to the next movie to play the same role. <laughs> He's just you know how hopping. Santa makes his like rounds throughout all of Christmas, but he can't stay yes. in one home for too long. <laughs> sure, yeah, it's, it's a great analogy. He's but I cover I, all the movies. But I like he has he's like a named character. Like you never hear his name in the movie, but in the IMDb, his character name is Kyle Terrington. Yeah, you and know like, he named himself. That was not in the a, script. He's like, listen, I'll be the one scene FBI guy as long as I can character name myself. Yes, for I my want a backstory. Resume. Yes, yeah. I want all so I don't, I don't, I don't know how he landed that typecasting role, but 
Yeah. Amazing. He locked it down. Yeah. So anyway, I thought that was hilarious. Okay. Uh, so back ahead. to Maria for a second. <laughs> yes. Our friend Maria. She won a Razzie for the worst supporting actress in 1998 for her performance in this movie. You want a she Razzie? Won a, what? a Razzie? No, I don't know what that is. Uh, the Golden Raspberry Awards. They're basically like the Oscars, but for the worst of everything. Basically, mm. like what what we're doing now, they did for a long time. It's like the Darwin Awards. Have you heard of the Darwin Awards? Yes, yes. Except no one dies in this award. They just give like the worst. I mean, this film, it says nominated for five Razzies. Worst picture, worst director, worst screenplay. And it took... Wow. It took, it won two of them with Maria winning Worst Supporting Actress and the film as the worst remake or sequel ever. Wow. So it took home some awards. She was uh, maybe the most annoying character I have ever seen in a movie. It was, <laughs> not only was it terrible acting, they gave her, I wrote down a couple lines here. <laughs> yeah. I took some notes. Um she sees Matthew Broderick on the screen and she yells, it's Nick. He was my college sweetie. <laughs> uh, the, they gave her this line, really funny. He says, Godzilla, he produces asexually. And she says, where's the fun in that? <laughs> Just making her the worst. But you know what? I found her friends, Hank Azaria, Azaria. Yeah. Animal. And, and yeah, animal. And basically, what's the girl from Greece who uh, leads the, know, the pink poodles or whatever? She has a heavy uh, New York, like Brooklyn. Yeah, accent. I mean, like they put her in, like they put her chewing gum the whole time, and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. animal, you're the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, a bushel and a peck. Anyway. <laughs> So, yeah, her friends are maybe just as bad. But then, so Nick's love interest interviews him without telling him, steals potentially the worst kept top secret VHS tape that literally says top secret and is just left out by his TV. (laughs) It's one of those like flimsy paper covers like, yeah. Do you know what what would make sure that VHS never got watched? Label it Godzilla 1998. Terrible. Uh, okay um but she does this to him ruins him gets him like pulled off the the whole job and then she comes to him like i'm sorry nick i didn't know it would get you in trouble when i stole that top secret tape and like exposed you and put you like <laughs> and they yeah. get together at the end of this movie. yeah yeah yeah, there was that one line when she first sees him like buying all those pregnancy tests, which she never even like asks she what care. those are for. Right. But uh, you know they had that line where she says, "You know, some people change," and he's like, "Some people don't." <laughs> it's like it's just like a flat like yeah. I don't know. It, yeah. Uh, well, what did you think about the stuttering? military commander <laughs> or whatever his name was <laughs> like the guy who was always in the field and like couldn't communicate anything he was like the bumbling yeah like i don't, hat was I don't really off. know his yeah i don't know his why was he in this movie <laughs> it's, a, it's a good question Do, does uh, he have a name i don't remember his name if, the, if he his, had one. his his name was apparently um 
Doug Savant is his real name. He was Sergeant. He was Sergeant O'Neill, which okay. I think the 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 uh, general or whatever he says that a couple times, like O'Neill, you know, something. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, something like that. But uh, on his IMDb, he is known like the known four movies. Godzilla is like number two, so that tells you something. Oh, uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that character. I feel like all these all these actors have Godzilla as their known four movie, right? Which is saying something. Let's talk about the military operation in this movie. <laughs> Um, yes. they there is nothing a uh, few things that bother me more when fighting monsters than 200 uh, military soldiers lining up and all shooting you know regular old fashioned I don't know assault rifles at yeah, the yeah. giant monster with no avail right. and you're just waiting for a giant missile to come in well in this right. movie the giant heat seeking missiles um, what's the uh what are the things they they do? They destroy their own sub. They destroy right. the Chrysler building. I think yes. they destroy a bridge. They destroy another nameless styrofoam building. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I believe a missile. Does it destroy its another helicopter? Uh, I think so. They say at some yeah. point in time we can't lock onto it because it's colder than the building. The Godzilla is colder than the buildings around him. Well, reptiles are cold-blooded, Nate. Right, right. But then they continue using heat-seeking missiles for the rest <laughs> of the movie. Yeah, which that's how the monster dies, is like the planes shooting. Tell me, uh, another thing that they do is they lose track of Godzilla. Like, they say he disappear <laughs> Several times. Right. Several times. Um, yeah. And the guy says, like, I, I don't understand. How could something so big disappear? Uh, that's what Matthew Broderick says. I... <laughs> This movie's unbelievable, but I cannot believe that this this Godzilla could at all disappear. He's leaving a trail of destruction that even if he were to crawl down a hole, he would break apart a giant burrowing hole. Yeah, it'd be a huge hole, which they show several times, like the huge hole. Yeah, like there's you can't loot like it's impossible to lose a rampaging monster. I mean, <laughs> it's impossible. All right, tell me how you would destroy Godzilla. All right, so you are the you are the 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 guy. I mean, what's, what's your what do you do? I think uh, their end strategy was pretty reasonable. You got to get it out in the open. You got to fire some big missiles at it. Bigger missiles, missiles that or, don't curve, just aim straight at it. Well, actually, I mean, this, it does this, duck this, well. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's amazing at dodging things that it doesn't know are meant to hurt it. You sure. know what I mean? Like, um, but uh, or you could do like a War of the Worlds, a Tom Cruise thing. You give it a cold, but yeah, <laughs> you splash that, it with water. That, I'm not sure. Like signs. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that, I don't know. Uh, Just shoot, know shoot more, that. shoot more missiles at it. Is That's right. Your more strategy. M M O A R. More. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, let me just say too, the special effects uh, are pretty bad. <laughs> I do, I, you know, the TV that I had growing up—I don't know what you had, but we had like a 19-inch, mm-hmm. like a—it was a smallish TV. Like we did not have a large TV, and so maybe it was the fact that it was hard to tell about special effects being that bad on that size screen. Right. Uh, but seeing Godzilla today. <laughs> as as the 1998 movie like pretty pretty bad cg and green screen effects so right 
the uh, and you, especially and when you, and think, you saw Jurassic Park recently. That I was that was exactly the comparison I was going to make because we had just seen Jurassic Park, which is literally five years older than this movie, mm-hmm. and the effects are probably like twenty times better. Um, so I don't know what kind of <laughs> computers uh, they were using for this movie, but but not not good. Well, the uh, the director Roland Emmerich, who did all of your favorite movies. Day after tomorrow, Independence Day. Oh. Um, he got the job after like because he proposed having a hundred million dollar budget when uh, some other directors were going like he was like the cheapest option. So it's like, oh yeah, we'll uh. go with him. He's the cheapest. Apparently oh, they they bloated the budget up to one hundred twenty million after he started because they're like, okay, um, <laughs> oh, hundred thirty million is what it eventually increased to because he did an Independence Day in nineteen ninety six and they said well, like, oh, okay, well that movie was great. We'll give him thirty more million dollars. <laughs> um, but yeah, that didn't go well. Like the executives saw this movie three weeks before it was released. They knew that this movie was terrible. So what they did is they doubled down and expanded the marketing budget to just hit it as hard as they can because they knew that once people went and actually saw the movie, there would be no repeat slash like word of mouth. Come see this. (laughs) Right. So they needed to hit that first weekend super hard. Wow. Do you remember the tagline for this movie? No, I don't. Size does matter. Oh, goodness. (laughs) That is terrible. (laughs) It's bad. That's really bad. Um, How did you feel about the French guy (laughs) and his retinue? Okay. I I thought this was French roast. (laughs) Uh, Oui, monsieur. No croissant? Uh, (laughs) It is called a donut. You call this coffee? I call this America. (laughs) Literally okay. French stereotype that you could fit in a movie. So, uh, you know what, though? <laughs> to be fair, his character wasn't incredibly unlikable. True. I actually found... What, true. what has he been in? Because I think I like him in most movies that he's in. Uh, is I, it Jean... I do as well. Somebody... Jean-Luc Picard? No, hold on. Jean uh, Reno? Jean Reno? Jean, I think it's Jean. Uh, Jean Reno. Yes, I'm looking at him now. He was born in Morocco to Spanish parents. Okay, so he's Hispanic. But he did, uh, let's see. Pink Panther he's is what I remember him from. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, Pink Panther. I feel like I've seen him in way more movies than I am recognizing here. Right. He seems to be in a uh, lot of them. He's in a lot of French movies, I believe, at some point in time. Anyway, I like I liked him. Uh, yeah, I, the, like him. I didn't. Compared to how everyone else spoke in this movie, I was not about to nitpick accents and the, you know <laughs> the sound of things. That was the least of your concerns. Yeah, that was the least of my concerns. <laughs> oh, he he was in the first Mission Impossible. Oh which, right, uh, that is the first right, time right, I think right. I ever saw him. Okay, and he was yeah, a great. Yes. He was good. He was a great character there. Yeah, right. Uh, let's talk about Mayor Ebert <laughs> and basically his friend Siskel. <laughs> so this is a troll. From the director to Siskel and Ebert, who the movie reviewers who gave who did not like Independence Day nor there was another movie he did before this, he basically put them in the movie because he was like, 
Oh yeah, or here's some bumbling idiots representing <laughs> your movie reviews. And do you notice they had like the thumbs up for the mayor? The Siskel oh, right. gives him like a thumbs down at the end. Just I had no idea. Wow. So this so, was a this was a purposeful yeah uh, trolling. Okay. Yes, exactly. Wow. And apparently they reviewed this movie, and they basically like said, <laughs> obviously this movie is is nuclear waste garbage. But then they said, listen, if you're going to spoof us, at least have us eaten or killed by Godzilla. Like, <laughs> Basically, like, have the guts to kill us off if you're going to like put us into this movie. Be super on the nose and just, yeah. Right. Yeah, have oh. them do thumbs down and then get eaten by Godzilla. Gojira. Well, yeah, that... that Gojira. That, <laughs> Gojira. That, uh, that mayor was ridiculous. Oh, yeah. Uh, probably one of the ten characters that I just was like, I can't stand you. I can't. So I liked the old fisherman who I thought was going to survive running down that pier. With right, probably right. that was the coolest scene of Godzilla in my mind was the large bubble of water swelling towards the shore. Right, right. That guy did not uh, make it though. Can I? Can I please? I just pulled up Roger Ebert's review of this mm-hmm. movie yes and i would just like to read the first sentence yes. of this review yes please he says going to see godzilla at the Cannes film festival is like attending a satanic ritual in saint peter's basilica it's a rebuke <laughs> <laughs> it's a rebuke to the faith that the building represents That's why that's why he's one of the best. So um, let me read the last sentence in this first paragraph. Oh, let me just read the whole thing. It's so good. Uh, Cans touchingly adheres to a belief that film can be intelligent, moving, and grand. Godzilla is a big, ugly, ungainly device to give teenagers the impression they are seeing a movie. <laughs> it, was, it was the festival's closing film coming at the end like the horses in a parade, perhaps for the same reason. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that reason being that the horses are pooping on everything. So that's an amazing <laughs> opening. Oh man! Well so, done, um, let me tell you a couple other things that I noticed from this movie. Could I, hold on, let me. Sorry. Oh, you got more. You're still reading, aren't you? <laughs> I just scrolled down to the last paragraph. Can we just put his review uh, in the show notes as well? Yes, I will include this because this is incredible. Um, the last sentence of this uh, movie. Okay, I'm sorry. Let me read the, let me read the last two. Uh, what a cold-hearted, mechanistic vision so starved for emotion or wit. The primary audience for Godzilla is children and teenagers, and the filmmakers have given them a sterile excuse when they hunger for dreams. <laughs> I'm not even sure Yikes. what he means by that, but it is vicious-sounding, so... Yeah, I'll include that link. It, that is a hilarious. Yeah, that's so that's good. Hilarious. So okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Um, okay, just a couple other things. The product placement in this movie. Um, <laughs> there's like a like. I don't want to say if it's like uh, a part explosion in Madison Square Garden, uh, and they have like right. the Pepsi machine still alive. A guy says this line: "The Warner Brothers and Disney Store have been looted." Like, <laughs> w- like they say it to the mayor, like. Yeah, hey, yeah. watch out. 
<laughs> then they had the Hank Azaria characters like, man, this is where the Knicks take showers. <laughs> and and then the TV truck guys like, the Rangers aren't even playing tonight. <laughs> right. Like, right. Brought yeah, to you just, by the sports teams of Madison Square Garden. <laughs> like yes, they had to do this on the off days. There's also a hole through the MetLife building um, that right. is probably like 50 feet off the ground. Like the, it's a hole. Did, it's he a jump, hole. did he jump through the building? <laughs> what about the legs? Where did the legs go, Stephen? He's an agile lizard, man. He could he could dodge missiles. He's a yeah. yeah. the The design of him is a little confusing, and I re- read through a bunch of like they didn't want him to be too dinosaur-y. It was kind of like a little <laughs> bit of lizard. They used the jaw from Shere Khan and Jungle Book. They wanted that strong jaw. Oh <laughs> oh oh! Great great story. Sorry, I go back to product placement for a second. Fruit yeah. of the Loom lost their license to sell any Godzilla-related apparel when they leaked images of Godzilla on the internet in November 1997. They didn't, Fruit of the Loom didn't know that the image they were given were fakes released by the studio basically to test them to make sure that they didn't leak. So if they saw this image leaked out, they would know, like, okay, that came from you, but that wasn't part of the film. Wow. Can you imagine how much care went into these product placements that did not go into this movie? <laughs> that is a lot. Of, that's a like how clever play. is that? But that cleverness right. never translates to what I saw as a hot burning yeah. pile of garbage. <laughs> 2.4 um, million gallons of water were used in this movie to simulate rain because every it, scene is raining rain. the entire it's raining the entire time. Um, so the parallels to Jurassic Park are ridiculous because, you know, in the whole Madison Square Garden scene, there's now like little dinosaurs, mm-hmm. which is... Raptors. Uh, we'll just call them raptors. A 100%, yeah, trying to mimic raptors. To, like, even like when they attack the uh, the French guys, you know, mm-hmm. they, they jump on the guys like raptors do. and mm-hmm. And it's like... You can't do it that close because Jurassic Park did it so well. And again, my wife made a comment. You know, she looked up for, you know, five seconds Mm -hmm. as she was texting during the final hour of this movie. And she said, are they trying to be like Jurassic Park? And I said, they're doing their best. They're doing their best. But yeah, it was, it was bad. And then, uh, so when they finally defeat the Godzilla on the bridge, and it falls down like inches away from Matthew Broderick. Mm-hmm. And then I did not remember this, but you hear the heartbeat. <laughs> of oh, the I don't monster. think I noticed that. And you hear it like this low thumping and it felt like it went on for like a minute <laughs> and it would just slow down, slow down. And then there was the final thump and Godzilla's oh. eye darkens. <laughs> and I'm like, you got to let it die, man. <laughs> Just don't drag it out. Let it's this, so bad. Let this movie die. Well, yes, remember so the bad. scene where Godzilla is eating that big pile of fish? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, And do you remember the music during that scene? It's like a slow swell. Like they might as yeah. well have been like. Yeah. And they're trying to make yeah. that like a touching like. And, and Godzilla bends down and puts his face next to Matthew Broderick. But it. Yeah. It did not earn that scene at no, all. It did not. There was no, no sense of not. wonder. It was just like a dark, you know, kind of poor CGI of uh, we finally see this whole monster in one shot. But unlike the the T Rex in the middle of the lobby roaring, instead it's like, okay, 
Well, kill it now. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> Wait, we have another hour 20 of this movie? Yeah, I know, I know. And then there is like the, it ends with, you know, there was one egg not destroyed in Madison Square Garden and then the thing hatches, you know. Yep, they and all born sequels. Pregnant. That did not happen. Yeah, they, no, they did not happen. All right, do, you, do you have any other notes that you'd like to uh, comment on? Uh, just the beginning of the movie starts out like a, uh, I made this type of shaky vacation movie uh, in iMovie when I first learned about video editing software. <laughs> yeah. And There's I was like... shots of iguanas on an island. Yeah, it's like you know, licking up the nuclear waste. I was like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah, that's all I got. This movie is... Uh, have I said it before? This movie's garbage? I think you I think you've said it multiple times. Okay. Just making sure so, it's clear. Okay, that's all I got. All right. <laughs> so let's rate Godzilla, the 1998 movie, <laughs> on a scale. And I want to make sure I specify this. Yes, yes. From, this z- from zero. Yes, that's going to be important. <laughs> from the zero to five uh, uh, iguanas. Because <laughs> that's basically what Godzilla is, is a mutated iguana. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nate, I would like. Well, am I supposed to? Well, I don't even know who's supposed to go first. But think, let's just hear yours. I okay. think you. I think your your <laughs> rating is pretty solidified. Outside of mine, so here's my rating for Godzilla 1998. Yeah. This movie is approximately <laughs> one half the back half of an iguana. <laughs> so you're saying 0.5. 0. 0.5 0. 0.5 iguanas. Yeah. This okay. I would give this movie a zero, but I am leaving. It's like like you don't want to give a movie a perfect five or a perfect. You gotta keep zero your powder. Gotta keep your powder dry. Right, right. Because you know this. There may be more. We ha- I haven't seen all the bad movies in the world. <laughs> yeah. So this is point five. I would recommend. The only time ever seeing this movie is if this is playing at a party with like ten people. And you're all just having some kettle cooked chips and laughing right. and relaxing. Right. But I would never, dip. ever recommend one person sitting down and watching this movie ever. <laughs> Matthew Broderick doesn't watch this movie. No, no, I guarantee you he doesn't. <sighs> okay, well, <laughs> I'm true going to, to your heart. You must be true to your heart. I'm going to give this movie, upon rewatching it, despite all the fond memories I have watching this movie as a child, I'm going to give it a one. A single one. It I was a terrible. I've never been more proud of you. <laughs> it is a terrible, terrible movie. Uh, all the acting was, I mean, cringeworthy is the only thing I can, you know. It's it was just cringeworthy. It's all terrible. I feel like I'm giving it a one because Matthew Broderick, I f- like I think really tried. <laughs> he mm-hmm. tried his best with mm-hmm. what he had mm-hmm. in a terrible script and uh, thing. Uh, for some reason, the Hank Azaria character, like I kind of like him, even though he's not great. But like as you know, when he when he's trying to get that shot of Godzilla on the street and he's like banging on the camera yep. and then he like, he breathes for a second and then he's like gently pushes the VHS yep, in. That was good. <laughs> like, I like that little moment. And, uh, and the French guy, you know, I feel like if it wasn't for that guy, the entire world would have been destroyed <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. by uh, these Godzilla offspring. And again, he's like the least, 
hateable character, I think, in the movie. So, but overall, I would never ask someone to subject themselves to watching this two-hour and fifteen-minute movie. So, yes, agreed. I give it a watch. Never again. Put it in the vault. Lock it up. Okay, so our top five <laughs> you suggested, uh, which I find to be a great, uh, but albeit difficult one to uh, to find, is the top five movies that have scored under 20% on Rotten Tomatoes. Top five garbage movies. Now, these are below 20% um, by critics. By critics. What, that's, what I put. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, this was tough, Nate. I, I tried Googling many lists. Uh, oh, hard I should to have find. sent this to you. I, I found... I found I did research last night at like midnight to figure out how best to find this list. Uh, on oh. RottenTomatoes.com, you can actually put through like all DVDs and streaming options. You can, there's a way to filter it so that you're only oh, seeing see. movies rated zero through twenty. Okay, well, but I mean, I googled, I searched many lists, uh, so I think okay. <laughs> I have some here. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's gonna be interesting. These movies, like going through this list, was almost as bad as watching Godzilla, because I have maybe yeah. seen one out of every ten, and right. the one that I recognize was like, oh no, I can't put that in the top five. But everyone realized that we are rating the best of the worst. Right, and there is a huge amount of nostalgia factor going oh, yeah. into many of these yes. like a couple of these movies in my list i probably have only seen once and probably only when i was in a single digit age right <laughs> and so my memory of these movies are most likely way off right. let me just say that um so yeah i um yeah this will be interesting all right you're going first honorable mentions <laughs> going first okay right, so right, this it, one right are we on that aren't we on you first yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just making sure. Okay. So my number five is one of the lowest Rotten Tomato scores that I ran across of movies that I had seen. And this is 100% nostalgia. Saw it as a kid. Is Kazam starring Shaquille O'Neal. Yes. It got a 6% Rotten Tomato score. But me and like many others who saw this as a child remember it fondly. Mm-hmm. There was the big controversy that there was also a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad. And I still, not, I'm still not sure. Um, I'm you don't know which sure movie you're saying right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, supposedly Shazam with Sinbad never happened. Um, okay. You know, so all the research that I've done uh, <laughs> points to that. But anyway, Kazam with Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> this is my number five. Got it. Um you. I'm going to list a couple of honorable mentions first. Oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I, go ahead. But I have a couple. Um, Kid in King Arthur's Court. Uh, it was a 5% Rotten Tomatoes. That was when the, the guy from Rookie of the Year uh, gets sucked to the Middle Ages. Oh, uh, right, right, right. I don't right. know if you remember that movie. Master of Disguise. A Dana Carvey basically impersonation fest. It got a 1% Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> But you know my my love of impressions, so yes, very true. Um, also, the wedding date. I believe it was the girl from Will and Grace, um, hiring like a professional like escort to like join her on a wed- mm. at a wedding. I don't mm-hmm. know. Honorable mentions. Okay. Okay. Number five. That's a yeah. You're number five. The choice. 
eleven percent Rotten Tomatoes. It is a Nicholas Sparks movie um, that falls apart in the second half pretty badly. <laughs> um, and the the main girl in the movie, the love interest, is not necessarily likable, but the guy is actually kind of likable. Um, so the choice gets my number five. <laughs> okay, I've never heard of that movie. So, I would say uh, I recommend it, but it's a 19% Rotten Tomatoes or 11%. I'm not sure how. Yeah, and, and I don't feel comfortable recommending any of the movies that I'm listing. <laughs> right, right. So, well, I, um, I am actually about to recommend some of mine, so hold okay, on to okay. your seats. Oh, boy. All right, well, my number four, Nostalgia, and I have a soft spot for Brendan Fraser, <laughs> is Encino Man, which received a 15% on Rotten Tomatoes. But I remember fondly, and I feel like it was on TV all the time. And so, Encino Man. I've never seen this movie in my life. Really? He's like a frozen uh, Neanderthal caveman. Like he was frozen in something, and then he gets woken up in like modern day. Okay, go ahead. My number four is Lara Croft Tomb Raider. (laughs) The Angelina Um, Jolie one? Yes. Okay. The very first Angelina Jolie one. I don't. I forgot if I said less than twenty percent. Uh, this one came came in at right at twenty, so I might be skirting the rules a little bit. No, no, no. Um, that's I accept it. But yeah, the first one is. Well, yeah, that's all I have to say. <laughs> I enjoyed it. Okay. I, it makes for okay. a good TV watch. I think uh, mm, I watched it a right. lot on on TV. Right. Okay. Well, my number three is a movie that we have reviewed. <laughs> That's the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, (laughs) rated 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, but I still enjoy it. Yeah. Again, I'm I'm unsure recommending it. Again, I think you have to have a particular set of movie um, enjoyment criteria, you know, in order to enjoy it. But uh, against all the other movies in these ratings, I put it up there. Yep. Number three. My number three is Collateral Beauty with Will Smith, huh. Helen Mirren, uh, Keira Knightley's in there, and Edward Norton. Uh, this movie doesn't work in a lot of ways, but it has about three scenes that will make you, or at least that make me tear up. Mm, and yep. Yeah. That's yeah. about all. That's about all I have about that. Collateral Beauty. I would actually, if you have nothing to do and there's a way to spend no money watching it, and you're just like, <laughs> ugh, I just want to feel a little bit of something tugging at my heartstrings. I actually kind right. of give it a quasi recommendation. Okay. All right. And you know, making speaking of like movies that make you tear up, even though they're not great, mm-hmm. I'm, I want to look up the Rotten Tomato score of this movie before I. Okay, so did you ever see Angels in the Outfield? Yes. So, Is that below twenty percent? No, it's well, it's low. It's at thirty-three percent. So I'm not including it in the list, but I just want to mention it because, again, I watched this a lot when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Danny, you know, Danny Glover, Christopher Lloyd, you got those yep. guys. But the final scene when everyone in the stands stands up and starts like flapping their arms like they're angels. And he does the final pitch and wins the game. Yep, I cry. I cry every time. Tony Danza. What about the time where his dad walks out on him and basically says, "Like, we'll be we'll be a family when the Angels win the pennant." And he like, oh, I know. And Joseph and then they Gordon-Levitt, win. Yeah, like he, yeah, yeah. I mean, that Danny guy Glover takes him in. 
Right. Total jerk. But again, I feel like that movie has like some deep themes and it doesn't do them terribly. But anyway. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So my number, number my number two uh, starring, oh, oh, I just forgot his name. Home Improvement Guy. Tim, Tim Allen. Allen. Starring Tim Allen and Sinbad. Oh, no, it's not Tim Allen. I'm sorry. So, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger ah. and Sinbad is Jingle All the Way, a Christmas movie like where they fight over this crazy toy and uh, just hilarity ensues. Again, I remember seeing this on TV a lot and uh, thinking it was hilarious. Sinbad's it's probably pretty, terrible. Sinbad's pretty funny in that movie, if I remember. But like yeah, you said, funny. it might be like 12-year-old uh, me that remembers yeah, him being like, funny. I might have like three pairs of rose-colored glasses on top of each other uh, for this one, but uh, it was rated 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, but yeah, Jingle All the Way. It's my number two. Okay. My number two is The Wedding Planner. <laughs> I stand by this movie. I yeah, stand by yeah. Matthew McConaughey, Jennifer Lopez, uh, yeah. Massimo, you want to be body body with me. <laughs> yes. Um, this movie, I mean, I would watch this movie right now. Like, this movie yeah. might even make my top 20 rom coms. Mm. So, yeah. Well, that's ironic because I actually put that movie as my number one because it was the only movie that I could remember. Like, yes, I will stand by it. Like, I feel like if you're in the mood to watch a rom-com and you have not seen The Wedding Planner, it's a good choice. It is. And so I'm not sure. Like, it got 16% on Rotten Tomatoes, and I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure why. So, right. yeah, I put that as my number one. I stand by it. But I am very curious now to know your number one. My number one movie, I believe that you have not seen, is okay. The Original Step Up. <laughs> I saw that in one of the in one of the lists and I was like surely surely you'll have it. <laughs> yep. 2006 which uh I sent you a text saying I believe my rose colored glasses time frame might be like a 2005 to 2008 sort of time. Right. Um so 2006 step up it has Channing Tatum and the lady that he married Jenna um i actually find it great yeah 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 our generation's dirty dancing i think <laughs> maybe <laughs> i didn't to be honest i never saw the original ball. dirty dancing <laughs> <laughs> right right yeah well i've i've not seen the step up movie i will have to uh i may have to see it sometime because you, you seem to speak highly of it i do now so. i haven't seen it probably since 2006 right so again, rose-colored glasses, but mm. that's my number one, and it's nineteen uh, percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> that's funny. Well, that's a good list. That was a tough one. I had to really think about it. Yep, <clears throat> best of the garbage. So, well, anyway, all right. Well, what do you think? Yeah, do you have something else to say? No, I was just gonna, I was gonna close it out and say thanks for being with us, and uh, we loved having you. <laughs> now get out the door. Thanksgiving meal's <laughs> over. <laughs> this is great. You got to escape, like, the people in Madison Square Garden shooting the chandeliers. Yeah. Oh, yeah, why didn't those raptors just eat them in that room? <laughs> there were, like, 300 of them, and they just ran through the middle, and they were kind of like... <laughs> and there was so many... 
there was so many <laughs> there's so many times when like one of them lunged to like take a bite of a person uh-huh. and somehow Matthew Broderick can dodge them like Godzilla dodges missiles like <laughs> somehow they just can't get them well and sometimes i think the cg overlaps with the the humans so they actually sh- like cross paths <laughs> right but they're never yeah. in the same place obviously so yeah so anyway. well uh steven i'd like to thank you for bringing this no this movie was terrible and i wish i had never seen it but i'm happy that's done and i'm glad that you finally seen the light